You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey everybody, it is the biggest bad boys of podcasting. Matt Michaels here with City Steve and Simon Street. And uh, unfortunately, DJ Impact is still on the quest to find the white fuzzy slippers. Uh, we do not know exactly where he is at this time, but we do understand that um, apparently all these uh, Iranian riots started because of him trying to find the slippers. So very controversial, apparently, white fuzzy slippers. Who knew? Right. I think also too. Didn't he? Didn't he send us a line and say that you know he found a couple of clues and leads, but it was leading into uh, I think this club called the Pink Ladies Meow. Wow. Damn. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I sent you that message, but I don't think we got the message. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, maybe he was trying to get me to come help him, but I don't go that route. <laughs> Well, the route we do go is the four-way stop, so let's jump right in. Steve, what do you got going on this past week? Uh, Quite a bit, actually. Let's just uh, see what we can do. Uh, John Moxley is your new AEW world champion. Again, after defeating Brian Danielson in the finals of the Tournament of Champions, Moxley won when Danielson passed out to the rear naked choke. Such a good match. The match itself was solid. And what's more, no blood. There you go, Michaels. That's two shows in a row. Neither of these guys have bled. I hope you're pleased. Uh, Well, I might be pleased with that, but wait till what the fuck. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I don't doubt it. Uh, Elsewhere, uh, the Acclaimed are your new AEW World Tag Team Champions after defeating Swerve in Our Glory. Yeah, I I really would have preferred this to have happened without any kind of interference or shenanigans or bullshit. But nonetheless, after Daddy Ass hits a fame asser, pick up the one, two, three, to the delight of everybody in the the audience. Um, It's good to see that they did go ahead and pull the trigger on these guys. Um, I, I do somewhat wish that they would have done it at All Out. Um, this match wasn't as good as the All Out match, um, but it accomplished exactly what it needed to do. And then, uh, you know, my my third bullet point for this, Soraya. Soraya made her appearance at Dynamite Grand Slam on Wednesday after obviously being forced into retirement back in 2018 due to injury. Uh, she showed up after the Fatal 4-Way match uh, for the AEW Women's title. Uh, Tony Storm obviously retained against Athena, Serena Deeb, and Britt Baker. Um, Baker actually ate the pin in this match. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, and she had her nose exploded by Athena. So, yeah. you know, of course, so yeah, we created the bloody Brit visuals blood. again. 
yeah, we didn't need the blood in the main event because we got it halfway through the show. Yeah, exactly. Hard way at that. Um, but and it, I, it does bear saying Soraya got one hell of a pop from the crowd, and uh, they actually had dueling camera shots between her and Britt, so that's definitely happening. So there we go. Okay, Sound Street, what do you got going on? Well, a lot of my stuff is based on Monday Night Raw, and oh my goodness, Raw was popping hot. And let me tell you, Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley for the United uh, United States title was a great match. There was a couple of cool moments in there, which I really appreciate, um, such as uh, Seth Rollins trying to hit the curb stump, and Lashley's neck was as stiff as a board and would not go through. You know, moments like that are cool because it not only highlights, uh, you know, signature moves but also uh you get to see the prowess of people and what their attributes are and it showed lashley it ain't gonna happen however uh you know lashley holding on to that lock man the crazy part was at the end or towards the end whenever he had that lock on her and he had uh, basically rolled back off the turnbuckle they ended up landing on top of the ref i thought that was a funny part as well um the match overall was just really really good i mean from start to finish of course you know, uh, interference toward the end from, you know, yours truly, Mr. 420, uh, Riddle, kind of coming in, causing a little bit of distraction. You know, you're still your United States champion, Bobby Lashley, and rightfully so. But great match, really great match. Even puts a lot of prestige on the title, having a competitor like Seth Rollins uh, go for that title. Um, also, too, we called it last week, Kevin Owens theory. Oh, my gosh. Did not disappoint. I thought it was great. I mean, I don't know. It's been a while since I've ever heard someone yell in a match saying, who's your daddy? I'm your daddy. Who's your daddy? I'm your daddy. Well, towards the end, somebody who was like a father to theory, Gargano comes out with another distraction um, and, and causes KO to, uh, to, 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 you know, pull up the victory. A great match. I mean, I'm telling you right now, like I called it last week, Theory's getting there. Um, last but not least, uh, and I'll definitely say it, man, uh, that – Number one contenders match for the NXT championship. J.D. McDonough with Tyler Bates was straight fire. It was really, really good. These two really knew each other very, very well. I enjoyed it from start to finish. A couple of high moments or good moments in there, such as with the uh, clothesline, uh, I think it was Larry. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, one was down and then J.D. goes up and hits him square in the face. Or sorry, Tyler Bates hits him square in the face. That was a good one. Also two toward the end. Um, they're both on the top ring apron, and uh, he was about uh, Tyler's about to hit him with the Tyler driver. Got a huge, horrible headbutt from JD, hit with the superfly, then the devil, then one, two, three. And it looks like that is going to be Breaker versus him. But then Dragunov comes through, and I was like, shit. So I don't know if we're smelling a three way. I highly doubt it. I hope they don't go that direction, but if they do, I'm cool with it. But it looks like it's going to be Breaker, JD McDonough. And then whoever that is, looks like you already got a contender in Dragonhawk. So that was pretty much kind of what was happening in my highlights of this week. I agree uh, absolutely with uh, KO and Theory. That was wonderful. Uh, Asuka being the babysitter for Lily was uh, quite precious. Uh, Miss TV with Dexter cutting the ring open was a nice little touch there. Uh, God damn, what is Miz going to do to get away from this guy? Um, Frazier versus Axiom, the second match out of the three. Uh, 
been two pretty good matches. So we'll see uh, what goes comes of the uh, third and what happens to these guys afterwards. Cora Jay and Wendy Chu pulled off a really nice match, showing why Wendy Chu is definitely the person you want to work with on NXT. Uh, Roxanne put in a nice promo about how now she's a dark, evil bitch because of her match last week. And uh, Cora Jade's going to feel the pain. Uh, Chase, you beat Mello and Trick, which mm -hmm. was nice to see them win something. Uh, Braun versus Otis. Holy shit. We got a Vader bomb. And Otis is fucking powerbombed by Braun. Holy fuck. Two big hosses going at it. Nothing better than to see uh, a little action like that on SmackDown. SmackDown did some huge ratings. So, uh, very interesting when you have uh, two uh, big pieces of meat like that uh, just going at it in the uh, middle of the ring. But that was the highlights. Uh, what about the two sweet for the week? Simon Street, what do you got? Well, definitely my two sweet for the week is definitely going to be, uh, you know, you know, basically SmackDown, the beginning part. I mean, how sweet is that? The return of the Tribal Chief. I was surprised you didn't talk about it. None of y'all gentlemen talked about it in your four-way stop, but I had to use one segment for it. And let me tell you, wow, sheer delight, especially there in Salt Lake City. I used to live in Salt Lake City. And let me tell you, there is an island presence in Salt Lake City. They might say that Las Vegas might be one of the, 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 the I think it's like the fourth island, fifth island, but there's a huge presence in Salt Lake City. And let me tell you, Man, it was great seeing all of them together. Uh, Zane popping and jumping in the background. Um, one thing that got me a little bit goosebumps, because I love family affairs, is when the tribal chief yells, Solo, the elders may have sent you, but you report to me. Now, I like that phrase because that phrase is very, very interesting. Who the hell is the goddamn elders? You know, could it be Sifa? Who, who knows? I mean, you saw them like a couple years ago, right? Or who knows, right? It could be somebody. We don't know who it is. The spirit of, I don't know. It could be anybody, right? The who elders. knows? Is it Rikishi? It's Safa? Or well, that's what I'm wondering. That's why I'm wondering. Who, who, who is it? <laughs> no, no, but 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 I say all that. I, I, I say all that because it's cool. Because, you know, it shows the obvious lineage and everything. And obviously the take your shirt off situation. That was uh, That was pretty damn on funny to uh, the amusement, I thought, okay, man, they're going to get Zane, and then they say, here's another shirt. <laughs> so, you know, the whole thing is interesting. That's building up and everything. So, I mean, to me, that was just my two sweet for the week. I mean, it's so good. I only even need one. It's just sweet. Uh, I will echo that. Uh, too sweet for the week. Uh, I'll echo first uh, J.D. McDonough and Tyler that was a great match and then Dragunov showing up uh, that that just worked beautifully uh, but the bloodline promo Sammy getting the honorary U shirt when you thought that he was about to get his ass handed to him uh, Paul Heyman's reactions of looking terribly concerned about what was about to happen to Sammy uh, just sold it to, to just set that whole thing up but then you also had Jay, and Jay's tension with Sammy is incredible. Uh, you know, I think this that will eventually lead to, you know, whatever they do with Sammy getting out of there, uh, whether it is tagging with KO or something like that. Uh, or Jay goes solo when those guys become faces and they want to keep one uh, 
one oose as a heel, Jay's the perfect uh, heel. Uh, and then that attack backstage that Solo did on Madcap and, uh, and Ricochet when Sammy was being confronted by them, uh, again, setting up that whole you know, sense of uh, pride and uh, family and Sammy's part of this. And then that f- the match uh, to end the show, man. Um, you know, I never thought that those Irish boys would uh, start really coming off good. And damn, um, looking good as a tag team. So it was nice to see uh, that. It, it, you've got new faces in Sheamus and Holland and Butch. Like, who the fuck would have thought that just a few weeks ago? Uh, so it's it's looking good, and uh, that was some some great work uh, by the bloodline. Steve, what do you got? All right, so Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. Yes, I'm starting with them. They put on one hell of a lights-out match to close out Rampage. Unfortunately, as is always the case with Rampage, no one watched it. So do yourself a favor, find a... Uh, Find a clip, uh, find the match, probably on YouTube, but go check it out. Both guys, yeah, they, they did it right. They they closed out the show. Uh, they closed out all four hours of tapings at Arthur Ashe, and, uh, yeah, they blew it out of the water. Great work by both of those guys. Um, Moxley and Danielson, exactly as advertised. Obviously, you knew that these two guys were going to beat the shit out of each other. Um, I do really wish – that uh, they would have not had so many camera cuts to MJF during the match. Um, But as far as in-ring stuff, these guys absolutely brought it. Um, And, I mean, what? A dueling headstand strike fest? Okay. All right. That works. Um, Also, Ray Phoenix, Jungle Boy. They put on a hell of a match that had absolutely no build whatsoever, but it did exactly what it needed to do. That was the theme of this show. This show was just full of those moments where they did what they needed to do. Um, Jungle Boy picked up the much-needed win, um, but this match was something that could have main-evented virtually any weekly TV show. Uh, And then last but not least, the great fucking Muda. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. That 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 was really cool visual to see. I mean, after Sting and Darby Allin defeated the House of Black and what will be Buddy Matthews's last AEW appearance as well. Um, Muda came to Sting's aid, and the bitter two uh, rivals, they stood face-to-face once more. Um, it was a really cool visual, like I mentioned, and I'm glad that they could finally share a U.S. TV telecast one more time, as this is Muda's last year in the ring, and uh, they've said that the two will be teaming uh, for Muda's final show in Japan, which is really cool. Yeah, uh, Sting's uh, final match. <laughs> we'll see, we'll, For one, <laughs> we'll see if that ever happens, right? And uh, that brings us to this week's WTF. What the fuck? I will start right there with the uh, appearance by fucking Muda. And his gray ass motherfucking beard under his mask <laughs> barely walks. The guy fucking could have. I mean, how can you be scared if you guys are in your fucking late twenties or early thirties about two guys whose combined age is a hundred and twenty fucking three? So yeah, great visual, but what the fuck? It made no sense. 
much of AEW this week made no sense, including these two big things. One, Chris Jericho does not need a world championship. What the fuck is going on with that? Ring of Honor, no buildup, nothing. No buildup at all. And Cesaro, who everyone cried how he didn't get the respect in WWE and the attention needed. Oh, my God, he got the ROH belt. This is great. I What, three weeks? <laughs> three fucking weeks, I think? Four, maybe? That's it. And no fucking – one TV title defense, maybe, if that. Just fucking awful. Goddamn awful. Uh, at least have a fucking story if you're going to build up to something like that. But nope, Jericho wanted the belt, so he got it. Great. Move on. Uh, but even worse, mocks over Brian Danielson. You can say what you want about the match being good. The fucking ending was horrific. The reason that you fucking tuned in is to see Brian win this belt finally. And here's a guy who can carry your company. Mox is now a three-time champion who brings no fucking ratings. And they lost viewership this week. So, you know, and you could tell by the end, that crowd, there was no pop at all. Nope. So, and that was another one. No story or build up, and you could have had it really fucking build up. But, you know, we're going to rush, and we're going to put the belt. We're exactly where we were three weeks ago with Mox being the champion. So. Yeah. Fucking what the fuck. All right, Steve. All right. Well, I will pick up exactly where you left off. Chris Jericho is your new Ring of Honor world champion. Yes, that Chris Jericho. Why in the world would you take the title off of Claudio after virtually no time whatsoever? Um, yes, the match itself was good. There were a couple of timing issues and, and things that could be chalked up to being dizzy from the giant swing whatever. Um, but outside of those things, very solid match. Um, and I will go on to say this, the absolute only way that this title change makes any fucking sense is if they are getting an ROH TV deal finally, and they want Jericho to carry the banner in the same way that he did when AEW first rolled out its TV. If that's the case, I'll retract it. But until that happens, what the fuck? <sighs> Speaking of champions, the best AEW could do for their secondary champion and their entire promotion was to throw him into a random tag match in the middle of a show with no build. Wardlow and Samoa Joe versus Tony Nese and Josh Woods had potential to be a decent match. Instead, it was a two-minute fucking shit fest that was just kind of there. What? It really feels like they're absolutely wasting Wardlow and it makes me sick. The dude could be a fucking megastar. Tony, don't fuck this up any more than you already have. Speaking of fucking things up, FTR, arguably the best tag team in the fucking world. And what do they do? They got geeked in a promo against the ass boys. What? Are you shitting me? I mean, it, it, seriously, they didn't even wrestle. Four hours of wrestling that they taped. Four hours. And TK thought the best use of FTR was in a backstage promo segment with the ass boys where they came off looking like a bunch of fucking losers. What the fuck? You know, and he's got to watch out because we all know Hunter does know tag team wrestling very well. Yep. So you want to lose those guys. Keep it up, TK, you idiot. All right, street. 
So pretty much my uh, WTF for the week is going to be a couple of things. I mean, more of mm, what the F in the beginning reaction, but then aha. And that is Solo Sokoa being forced to relinquish the North American title on NXT. At first, I was like, this is some bullshit. You're not even going to get a match out because we knew he was going to SmackDown. We get that. But I thought they would have got more. But then a great epiphany. This is a smart way to do it off of a technicality the way it ended. You know, HPK basically said that way. Thought it was great and said, basically, if you didn't know, well, so let's go up wherever you go, SmackDown, Raw, you do a great thing. So that first was the what the F. Second what the F was uh, Liv Morgan and Lacey Evans. Uh, what the F, because my what the F this week is Rome being like, what the F? And then afterwards, I'm like, uh? So what that is, you know, Liv Morgan actually looks like uh, she could not totally get her ass beat by Ronda Rousey after that match that she had with Liv Morgan. Uh, we're getting better. We're getting better. And it seemed like the crowd actually in Salt Lake City must really love Liv Morgan because it's been a good couple of months since people have been behind her. Um, and uh, that match really wasn't that much to really think about. But afterwards, kind of she started displaying some of it. So, again, what the F? I was proven wrong. Okay. We'll see what's going to happen in the following weeks with both of these. And that's pretty much all I have because you guys already mentioned all the best what the Fs. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's interesting uh, uh, how much Salt Lake is getting a shout out from you uh, today, man. You got stock in uh, Salt Lake? Well, I do have some property options I'm considering. All right. Well, that's something to look forward to. And <laughs> this is also stuff to look forward to. Go straight to you, Steve, with uh, what you're looking out for this week. So I really, really want to know what they're going to do with Brody King now that Malachi and Buddy are gone. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, put him into a tag team with Miro. Fuck it. There's another guy that they haven't done anything with. It's somewhat of a tie into the last segment, but seriously, like, I really want to know what they're going to do with these guys because if they don't do anything with them, then they're just wasting talent, and it's it's ridiculous at this point. Um, on the flip side, I really am hoping that they make me look forward to this John Moxley title defense versus Hangman Page in Cincinnati on October the 18th. Um, I, I I really want to look forward to it. I really do. It's Hangman Page, though. Not, and, it's, uh, and it's Mox's hometown. Mox's hometown. Which we know has been, you know, you win in your hometown. So Yeah, so there's that. Um, elsewhere, I am very curious as to the reaction that MJF is going to get in arenas outside of the state of New York, especially continuing to refer to himself as the devil and those people cheering him as devil worshipers. Very uh, interesting mm -hmm. wording that they chose to use on that stuff. So, yeah. All right, so Siri, what are you looking out for? I'm um, looking out for a couple things. First and foremost, as we saw in NXT, uh, the debut of Oro Mensa. Uh, he had a pretty good showing against, um, you know, Mr. Walla. Um, really good. He, even though toward the end he picked up the pin because of the distraction, which seems to be a trend this week, um, from uh, the poke in the eye that went too far, Apollo Crews. 
Um, but still, other than that, I mean, just really, really good. Um, really happy to see this new talent and what's going to happen moving forward. I think it's going to be great. Um, also, too, in NXT as well, um, we did see a match with Singa. Um, although I mentioned Singa because there's been a lot of reports kind of trickling out in the Ethernets that Mahan will be leaving main roster to go down to NXT, possibly partnering up with Singa. Now, the reason why I mentioned that a little bit, I'm looking forward to that, is we're seeing a lot of, of tag team buildup, men's tag team particularly, in uh, NXT. I mean, you have, you know, even like last week, you, you had Idris and uh, Malik versus the Daedra, uh, uh, Dyad, you know. You have those good uh, tag teams that are coming up. And then you have possibly Sangha and Mahan, those big, those two big dudes. I mean, there's a couple of tag teams that are stacking up. And as you mentioned earlier, H, Triple H knows tag team. He knows that's something that a lot of us have want. And so I'm looking forward to what NXT is going to start presenting. Usually when NXT does really well and they're cooking really good, that recipe seems to trickle down to the main roster gumbo pot. Very true. Very true. Um, I uh, I am looking forward to hopefully Braun versus JD McDonough versus Dragonoff at Halloween Havoc. That could be fucking great. Uh, you're absolutely right. Liv Morgan got me hyped for her Extreme Rules match, match with Ronda. Uh, doing uh, the kendo stick work and the senton on Lacey. Uh, it, was, it was great to see. Uh, Drew and Cross, it's going to be a strap match. Uh, let it go, Drew. Let it go, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, looking out for the potential return of L.A. Knight as we're seeing more tensions there. Uh, looking forward to Buddy Murphy being gone from AEW and him getting back with his girl over in WWE. And uh, him and Rhea can see there is how you do it. You get Dominic to become a man because uh, him and Rhea, a little three-way Dom. Mommy and Daddy and Dommy. Oh yeah, there you go. Uh, but most for, most look uh, that I'm looking forward to is uh, Julia Hart breaking her fucking head because um, she took the worst fucking bump you could take. Uh, you know when you have a person coming off the ropes, he didn't hit too hard against her, but whatever fucking reason, she decided to jump with the bump and fucking projected herself to the point where you see her. Basically, uh, not even the shoulders, just just below the shoulder blades hit the table, and that head just fucking hits the ground, and that's mm -hmm. pure concrete. And God damn it, man, um, this is what you guys need to do. Tony Khan, you need to get a fucking school open as soon as possible and get your fucking talent training every goddamn day. So, or else something major is going to happen. We've been saying this for a while. Someone is going to get paralyzed or die in their ring, and that's not going to be good. So, um, you know that that was that was just such a, a pain in the ass uh, to see. Is it's ugh, you can be so safe, and yet you know you do little shit like that. So, uh, as we wrap up, though, let's uh, hear what our best. In All right, so on the street, we best in show this week. Man, best in show, hands down, is raw. I'm not even going to really detail in it from start to finish yet again. And it's crazy for me to say this within a two-month period. Raw, I think 
twice I've voted them as best in show, which just goes to show you all the changes that's happening right now. We're seeing consistency. We're seeing even in their lowest moments where their best moments a year ago. Uh, man, just stuff keeps getting better. It is scary, y'all. For three whole hours of Raw, I watch about three-fourths of it without wanting to leave. Sure. Bye Hands here. down. <laughs> there you go. All right, Sun City, what do you got? Uh, AEW Dynamite. Uh, Grand Slam was awesome. Um, actually, Grand, uh, both shows of Grand Slam, uh, Dynamite and Rampage, were actually very, very good this week. Uh, definitely had the feel of a Clash of the Champions or a Saturday night's main event. Um, they they improved on the staging. They had multiple different camera angles. They tried some things, some of which worked, some didn't. Shout outs to the dudes that would find the best opportunity ever in the history of mankind to hoist their NWO championship belts. Um, yeah, that was that camera angle. As soon as they went to it, these dudes were putting up the title belts and just blocking the camera angle. It, yeah, it was absolutely hilarious at one point. Um, elsewhere, I mean, you know, they they continue to try to do things as far as shooting the show differently. And yeah, it's it's a work in progress to say the least with Rampage. But at this point, dude, honestly, I'm just if they're not going to give ROH its own dedicated show. Just convert Rampage to ROH at this point. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with it. I'm surprised, though, you didn't give a shout-out to one of the best things on the show, and that was the fan who was cosplaying as Jim Cornette. Yeah, go back if you're watching uh, uh, the Jungle Boy match. You can clearly see he's got this bright, I think, yellow suit on. And pretty, pretty good, Jim Cornette. Pretty good. Uh, SmackDown, hands down for me, was uh, where it was at this week uh, from beginning to end. Um, you know, here's the one difference. And I, and I got to say, and I think this is, Simon, while you're enjoying Raw a little bit better. Um, and this is why I think AEW is struggling to find its feet. Now, we're not talking the wrestling. We're talking about coherent stories from week to week and stuff that you start investing into people. And I think that's the biggest difference right now is that the shit show that happened mm -hmm. after all out really fucking threw so many wrenches into everything mm -hmm. that they wanted to do. So, um, you know, with WWE, the difference is, is now without the old man there, um, <laughs> it's, it's almost as if someone remembers what the fuck to do. Like, didn't just the next week just forget oh that who who are you uh so it's uh it's good to see coherency and uh actually investing uh into stories uh so um and hopefully when dj impact gets back he'll catch us up on the last 10 weeks of uh, impact wrestling uh mm -hmm. we jordan grace <laughs> racking up male body parts well I, I would call wins in, in male body part. I, I, it just sounds in, in this day and age. It does sound bad, but I'm just saying she yeah. she's plopping dudes on their back. <laughs> or that too. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, just a lot of stuff going on. Um, and uh, Impact Wrestling is heading to Las Vegas, October 21st mm. and 22nd. And then uh, FSW, Future Stars of Wrestling, uh, running their Mecca show on uh, the 23rd, that Sunday. 
And boy, that's loaded. Uh, right now, you're going to mm-hmm. see guys like Chris Masters, Carlito, uh, Bateman, I think, is uh, on the card. Yep. Um, Jesus, TJP, I believe, is announced. Uh, uh, <laughs> 1% uh, with. Uh, with uh, filthy uh, Tom Waller, um, there there are a lot of different um, avenues being represented here. So um, it's going to be very interesting to catch. Uh, so get your tickets for uh, the Mecca as well as Impact Wrestling. And, of course, you can find the Mecca on Fight TV uh, on the 23rd. And I believe uh, Impact Wrestling, I uh, think oh. the – the Friday is uh, is a pay per view, if I'm not mistaken. So I, I also want to add one quick thing. My apologies. You know, Las Vegas, we have some other uh, promotions here as well, other than the great FSW. We also have Pro uh, versus Pro Wrestling Studios. They're actually going to be having an event. They're actually returning into a new venue, which is going to be on West Oakey Boulevard, and that's going to be on October 9th, Sunday, October 9th. So just want to give a shout out to versus. Pro Wrestling Studios uh, making the big move, and they are back, and they are ready. There you go. All right, uh, everyone, thank you for tuning in. And remember, listen to the podcast version of the show. If you're watching right now, you can catch us through three count here in just a little bit. Uh, but if you're listening to the podcast, catch three count tomorrow. And, uh, oh, again, hopefully uh, DJ Impact finds a slipper soon. So uh, we can have a little more coherency to this whole thing. But until then, everyone, have a great week and happy wrestling to you all. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.